Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Mindset Moments with me, MC. So this week's topic is probably something I should have covered at the start of this series, but hey, here we are now. And I'm hoping this episode will shed some light on the basics of mindset, what it is, why it's important and how it impacts our experience of life. I know that when I look at my social media, I'm now seeing a lot more conversation around mindset and well-being, which is so good to see. But it also means there's a lot of buzzwords being thrown in the mix. So I wanted to share my insight and maybe perhaps share my definition on some of these trendy words. And hopefully that will bring some clarity to those of you that are listening along. So let's get straight into it. What is mindset? What are we referring to when we use this word? For me, mindset is a combination of our thoughts and beliefs that we have about ourselves, about our lives and how we believe we experience life. So, for example, if you were to define life right now, what words would you use? Do you see it as joyful, hard, tough, rewarding? You know, these personal ideas shape how you see the world and they automatically translate into action and are the basis behind most of your behaviours and habits. In other words, your mindset influence how you show up in the world, what you say and do, and then the results that you experience in life. You'll often hear people talk about having a positive or negative mindset or a growth or fixed mindset. And these are just all different kind of ways to generalize or categorize the different types of attitudes and beliefs that we can have. So how do we form our mindset? Interestingly, most of the beliefs you have around money, career, love, relationships were actually formed in your subconscious mind in early childhood. And these experiences are known as primary socialization. So throughout our childhood, these early beliefs are reinforced through interactions with our family, our communities and our cultural group. Now, it doesn't mean that we accept every single thing that we learn from our parents and family groups. We do have the opportunity for secondary influences. And these are experiences that happen throughout our lives that might challenge our primary beliefs. So, for example, when we move out of home and maybe we live with new housemates or we travel or live abroad, in these types of situations, we're interacting with people outside of our family home who have a, may have a different mindset when it comes to money or religion or career. And that can maybe shape or cause us to question some of those primary beliefs. Now, this is particularly true when we go through an emotionally charged experience in adulthood. So maybe when we're betrayed by a friend or a partner or perhaps something traumatic happens to us and that forces us to rethink some of these primary beliefs. So I first discovered this concept, I think it must be over about a decade ago now. I was going through a bad breakup at the time. My partner had been unfaithful and I was really struggling to get my head around it. I felt like I was having this outer body experience because I just couldn't make sense of what was happening to me. And I remember chatting with the counsellor who worked at my school at the time and she explained that what I was experiencing was a totally normal reaction. 
And she kind of just broke it down to me. And she was like, you know, I'd grown up in a stable home with two parents. So this experience of infidelity was challenging my core beliefs around relationships and home life. I had no past experience to draw on. So my mind was struggling to find something to connect or relate to, to help process the situation. So the other way we change or adapt our inherited beliefs is through repeated conscious action. And this is where you might become aware of a belief that you have about yourself or about the world or about family or money, whatever it might be. And you want to consciously change it. So that can be through journaling or maybe you have a phrase or a mantra that you say to yourself repeatedly when you notice the old belief popping up. And this idea of conscious mind is something you might have heard bandied around the place too. So when we talk about our conscious mind, we're referring to those moments when we are present and tuned in and actively choosing our thoughts, words and actions. Now, again, interestingly, we only spend about 5% of our day here. For the most part, we live from our subconscious mind and this is where all our ingrained beliefs are stored and these can be negative or positive. So just for an example, have you ever been in a car driving from one place to another and then maybe you get like 40 minutes or an hour down the road and you think, how did I even get here? Or Maybe you've been in conversations and you come away from them and on the drive home or the walk home, you think, why did I respond like that? That wasn't actually what I wanted to say at all. It's almost like your mind and body is on autopilot. Now, there's nothing wrong with having this tactic. Our mind and body is always looking looking for ways to save energy and be efficient. However, it becomes interesting when we start to look at our subconscious beliefs and analyse them a little bit and say to ourselves, is this really how I want to experience life? Is this really how I want to show up as a friend or a partner or as a parent to my children? Sometimes we realise that we no longer want to keep going or keep accepting some of these inherited ideas. Now that we've unpacked the definition of mindset and we've a bit of an understanding, I'm hoping you have from listening, of how the mindset forms and grows and how we can change it, let's go down through some of the buzzwords that are in this space at the moment. And I'm going to keep these pretty short and sharp. So first up, a word I'm seeing a lot in the mindset space is the idea of self-regulation. And this term, it's all about how we manage our emotions and how we respond to different emotions as they pop up during our day. So having good emotional self-regulation means that we're able to call on a variety of strategies to deal with a certain emotion. So, for example, if you're able to calm yourself down from being angry, what's your process with that or how do you turn your mood around? Now, this isn't about suppressing the emotion or ignoring it. Instead, we want to recognise it and then work through it without getting bogged down in it, because sometimes we can kind of get caught in that cycle. Now, as you scroll through social media, you might also see posts on inner child or doing inner child work. And in a nutshell, this is about unpacking some of those primary fears, experiences or beliefs that you may have had as a child and looking at how they might be subtly shaping your experience as an adult and how they're showing up in your current mindset. And this leads on to this concept of trauma. So trauma, by definition, is a significant distressing event that someone experiences. Now, this word has recently become 
I feel like it's part of our everyday language and sometimes we can use it a bit willy-nilly. I do feel that there's a bit of a trend to overuse it and I think it's important to consider whether something was traumatic or whether it was painful because they may not necessarily be the same thing. And I do think it's a very personal experience so what might be traumatic to one person may not seem that way to another. And this brings us to this idea of triggers or something being triggering. And again, it's another word that we have adopted into our daily slang. And this is referring to something that reminds us of a painful or traumatic experience and it causes the memory to resurface. And sometimes they can go unnoticed. We might not even make the connections between the memory and how we're feeling in that moment Or it can actually be really upsetting for the person because they can feel like they're back in that really uh, troubling situation again. And look, it wouldn't be a mindset buzzword section without mentioning manifesting. And this seems to be popping up everywhere. And again, there is a broad spectrum of understanding when it comes to this topic. For me, I like to say it's about the it's all about the energy behind your thoughts, words and actions. So, for example, I might say I'm manifesting my dream job and I'm doing all the right things. You know, I might be visualizing it. I'm doing up my resume. I'm applying for jobs. You know, I'm thinking positively. So on the outside, it looks like I'm taking steps in the right direction. However, it's really interesting to take a moment and consider what's the energy behind this goal and these thoughts. So am I wanting this new job because I feel I should do it and it's what is expected of me? Maybe there's a fear that if I don't get it, I won't be good enough or whatever the story might be. Or is it because it's something that feels really right for me and speaks to my soul? That's what I mean when I talk about that energy that goes behind the thoughts, words and actions. And I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but I hope that just gives you a brief idea of that concept if you see it popping up. So I'm hoping this episode has helped you get a sense of what this whole mindset space is about. The information I've shared today is a very simplified and condensed snapshot of a huge body of research. It's also worth mentioning that the world of social media and podcasts can be a great place to start exploring these topics and just getting a sense of what they're all about. And these platforms are also helping us to have a lot more conversations about well-being mental health, personal development and bringing those conversations and topics into the public domain. But from my experience, my biggest breakthroughs have occurred when I've worked with experts to guide me through my own personal healing and development. So if you're feeling drawn to explore these in more depth, I would really encourage you to reach out to a professional in the space. And this is where I leave you. Until next time, take care.